Welcome to Muma the Puma the podcast, a podcast that looks at everything Generation X by someone who's Generation X. We'll talk about things from the 70s, 80s, and right up to today. So sit back and enjoy. Welcome, welcome to Muma the Puma. I am so sorry I've been away for so long and I apologize for taking for what seems like forever to do a follow-up podcast. Um, As you know, Toronto is sort of back and up and running from COVID and we've added uh, all our events are back up at 100% capacity. And I have been working crazy at a bunch of sporting and entertainment events. That leaves me hardly any time to do this podcast. So I apologize for the long delay. I think the last one I did was in September. Um, But I'm back and there's so much that I have to talk about that's been going on the last, I don't know, few weeks in the world of pop culture. So for this podcast, I am primarily going to focus on two things that I've sort of, I've seen the last few days. One is what I think everyone in North America and probably in most countries saw on Sunday night, which was the Adele one night only concert in Los Angeles and interview with Oprah. And on Monday here in Toronto, anyways, Dave Chappelle brought his untitled documentary and stand up show to the Scotiabank Arena. And I was in attendance for all of it. So I wanted to do sort of two little mini reviews of what I thought of both of those things and basically anything else I feel like chatting about. So sit back and here we go. Okay, so let's talk about this past Sunday and Adele and her one night only exclusive concert and interview with Oprah. So I'm going to start with the interview portion of this special. I thought it was on a scale of maybe one to five, about a three, two and a half, three. To me, there was no real revelations or anything really super over the top that Adele said. If anything, I found it was kind of boring. For me, the most exciting part of the whole Oprah Adele interview is that Oprah has a tea house on her estate. I don't know what a tea house is, but I know when they showed it, it looked bigger than the average person's actual home. So I can only imagine what goes on in Oprah's tea house. To me, that was the most fascinating part of the whole Adele interview. I wanted to know what the tea house looks like inside. I was thinking the whole time, does she, does Oprah just drink tea in there? Or like, I don't understand what it is. Is it a place where she might go have a dessert or something? I don't know. But the fact that they were sitting outside in this beautiful rose garden and the tea house was like across the lawn, I thought was amazing. And I kind of wish she did the interview from the tea house. But as far as the actual substance of the interview, I thought it was fine. There was nothing really that overwhelming that I thought Adele shared. I mean, I think it's pretty much has already been reported that she's divorced, that it was basically a semi-amical divorce, although I'm sure she is paying her ex-husband quite a bit um, in support. She talked about her son, that her son had never seen her perform until 
that night in Los Angeles. And really, honestly, I've actually forgotten most of the interview and I've watched it twice. So to me, that's how like average it was. So I would have liked maybe a little more, a little more, I don't know, excitement or I don't know, maybe her to say something that would be really more interesting than just maybe talking about her estranged relationship with her late father, which I think she probably already had talked about. Um, but other than that, I was ready to go back to the music. Every time the interview came back on, I was like, okay, can we just get to the next song? Because nothing's happening with this interview here. So let's talk about her actual performance that night in Los Angeles. The setting for the show was absolutely gorgeous. It was in Los Angeles at the Griffith Observatory. And whoever did the visuals and the cinematography on it did a fantastic job. Visually, it was absolutely stunning. And of course, Adele looked amazing and her voice was on point and all the songs were typical Adele. She was charming. The new songs sounded great. The old classics were amazing. And I basically loved the whole show, the whole hour and a half of her singing. It was interesting to see all the A-listers in this audience because there were a ton of them. I'm so grateful that whoever did the filming knew show James Corden once and that's enough. Show Ellen once and that's more than enough. Um, but the who's who of Hollywood A-listers were in this audience and it was a beautiful night. Adele singing while the sun sets. Just gorgeous. But in true fashion, I always like to pick out a couple things that really kind of irked me about the actual concert. So I stated earlier that I was not overly impressed with the Oprah interview. It was fine, but I thought it was kind of boring. It didn't really say anything new or interesting that I didn't already know about Adele. So there was that. But for the concert itself, I couldn't stop looking at Adele's earrings. And not because I liked them. They were these like planet type earrings like they were like a sphere. It was, they were huge, but I kept looking at her earlobes and her earlobes look like they were going to fall off of her actual ears. These earrings were like holding on for dear life on her earlobes. And every time they would show a close up of her, that's all I could look at to see how heavy these earrings were. And that I don't know if they were clip-ons, if they were actual pierced ear, but I'm surprised they stayed on. Like, I'm surprised the earlobe wasn't just like, I've had enough. These earrings weigh five pounds. I can't hold them anymore. So that I found as a huge distraction. And I actually didn't even like the earrings itself. So not only was poor Adele going to lose her earlobes, it looked like, I didn't even really care for the actual earrings that were causing this problem. Now, my friend Anthony actually had a theory on maybe why she was wearing these massive space earrings on her ears um and that was that she could be the rumored a star of the new residency at the mgm sphere in las vegas i don't know if that's true but i thought that was an interesting maybe take on why she's wearing those earrings and she's all about the space and she was at the observatory and whatnot but anyways that was the one thing that sort of irked me about the performance 
The second thing that really irked me, and I know I'm probably probably the minority on this, but people that know me probably know what I'm going to say. I hated, I hated the surprise engagement. I know Twitter loved it. I know I have friends that just thought it was the sweetest thing ever. I cringed. I would just thought, what are my watching here? I'm sure they're lovely people. Why are we wasting five minutes on these strangers who applied to be on a fake show to get engaged in front of Adele? I didn't get it. This was her divorce album. This is her divorce album comeback concert. Why? Why, why are you wasting time on this? Because I kept saying we could have more Oprah interview or she could have done two songs in the time that whole surprise proposal took. I'm sure they're lovely people, but no, I was not having it. I didn't enjoy it. I'm probably, probably the only one on Twitter that thought it was ridiculous and kind of, I don't know. I, I just thought like, Adele, you're not like a cabaret singer. Like, what are you doing here? This is... This is your big moment. Why are you wasting precious airtime on this? So that was my three main criticisms of the whole Adele one night only. The Oprah interview was boring. Her earrings were too heavy going to rip her earlobes off. And my least favorite thing was the surprise engagement. I thought it was a little ridiculous and maybe more for like a TLC show than a primetime, one-night-only Adele concert on national television. So that was overall what I thought of it. I cannot wait till this Friday. Adele 30 is coming out. The Divorce album, from what I've been reading so far, the reviews are saying it's her best work ever, and I'm so looking forward to listening to it on Friday and, of course, sharing my review on this podcast. Oh, and before I start on my review of the Dave Chappelle show, as I'm recording this episode, I just got a Twitter sort of update that Sean Mendez has broken up with his girlfriend, that Camilla Cabello, I think her name is, which I'm like, perfect timing, Sean. Adele's divorce album, breakup album is coming out on Friday. You guys have something to listen to now. I don't know why I thought that sort of announcement that they're They've broken up, but they're still going to be friends. You know, the, the general sort of announcement. I really have little interest in them. So it was just something that as I was recording this episode popped up on my newsfeed and Twitter. So I thought I would share it. Um, I guess they'll be on to something better and bigger and who knows. So the other exciting thing that I did this week or attended was on Monday night, I worked at the Dave Chappelle show. Um, and Dave Chappelle brought his, I believe it's called an un, the Untitled Tour, to Scotiabank Arena in Toronto on Monday. And this was billed as a viewing of his documentary about, um, about in the summer of 2020 when he had all these comedy shows on his property in Ohio, which was going on the same time as all sort of the race, racial injustices and the George Floyd murders in the U.S. And along with showing that documentary, they were supposed to have surprise guests. So I think everyone is probably aware that right now Dave Chappelle is in a bit of controversy over some statements that he made on his Netflix special, The Closer. And I was really interested in working at this show because I am, even though 
maybe it's not politically correct to say right now, I am a Dave Chappelle fan, and I was sort of interested to see how, if that was going to be acknowledged, if the crowd, the crowd was going to react to him, if there were going to be protests. So on Monday night, I arrived at the arena, and from what I saw outside the arena, there was nothing. There were no protests. There was nothing really odd or unusual going on. When I got into the arena, it was really sort of locked down in the sense that you had to put your phones in these packs and you couldn't have any access to them during the show. And if you wanted to access your cell phone, you had to go to particular areas in the arena, which is standard for his shows and standard for a lot of comedian shows. So the show itself started around, it was supposed to start at 7. It started a little after 7 with a DJ, which was a really good DJ. He's on tour with him. But I should note that before this, I had heard from someone that the surprise guest was supposed to be Kanye West. Now, when I heard that, um, and I, it was like confidential, I couldn't repeat it. Um, it was like, I thought if Kanye West comes out on stage in Toronto, the crowd's going to go wild. So I thought, okay, I can't say anything, but I definitely have to make sure that I'm here after the, they present this movie because I want to see what these surprise guests are, who these surprise guests are. So like I said, the DJ comes out around, I don't know, quarter after seven, plays for a half hour, really good set. And then right after he's done, Jeff Ross comes out and was hilarious. He, if you don't know who he is, I suggest you Google him. He is uh, the sort of the top roast master. That's what he's noted for is roasting people. He does a fantastic about 20 minute set followed by another comedian, which I don't actually remember her name, but she was, she was okay. She wasn't bad. And then Jeff Ross comes back out again and randomly picks about 10 people from the crowd to roast them on the spot. One of the people that gets picked out of the crowd is if you're from the Toronto area or Ontario area, was Oliver from Oliver Jewels, Jewelers, and he just tore into him. It was hilarious, and the crowd was really into it, totally um, loving Jeff Ross. After Jeff Ross leaves the stage, it's when they're going to present the documentary that Dave Chappelle is, is sort of touring with, and it's roughly about two hours. It was supposed to start at 8. I don't think it started till about... 20 to 9 so they were running late <laughs> with it it's an excellent documentary I have to say that I didn't watch it all because I was working so I was sort of in and out of, of the arena area and watching some of it the thing was after about I would say 40 minutes I felt that the crowd sort of was getting antsy getting a little restless I thought it was a great documentary, but I don't know if presenting it in an arena on, you know, arena seats with arena sound. I don't know if that was the best place to show it. And it really just led to, I think, a ton of people out in the main concourse that really just wanted to sort of get this movie over with to see Chappelle come out afterwards. The running time for the movie is, is about two hours. And it was a real long two hours. I'm not going to lie. And like I said, I just said, probably after about 45 minutes, the crowd was like, okay, let's get this moving. Let's get some more comedians out here 
And who are the surprise guests? So in my head, I've heard this rumor that it's going to be Kanye West. And I'm like, this is going to be amazing. So the movie ends around, I guess, 1030 at night. So we're ready for Dave Chappelle to take the stage. He comes out. And from what, what I was reading before the other cities, he's done this before he got to Toronto. He would do maybe about a 15-minute set. And then his surprise guest would come out. It's usually a musician and they would do like a, a musical, a musical set and then he would leave. So Chappelle comes out and he says that he, he's really happy to be in Toronto and he loves being back here. And because of this, and I'm paraphrasing, he's going to do something he has not done in a while. He's not done on this tour, but he feels like he really wants to tonight and that he's going to give a full set. So the crowd goes create wild um, and a side note, the crowd was 100% behind Dave Chappelle. There was no protest. There was no people yelling or causing a scene in the audience. And the audience itself was, I would say, it was a real mixture of everyone. There was, I would say, early 20s, up to people in their 60s, black, white, Asian, every kind of ethnic um, group was there. It was a really, really diverse crowd, and they were hardcore Dave Chappelle fans. So when he got out and started doing his set, the crowd was, like, super pumped that he was going to do a full set. So he performed. He, he did briefly, <laughs> briefly mention the controversy. And when I say briefly, it was probably four lines, four to five lines. It wasn't even probably two minutes of the whole set. And he just went in on other topics and other jokes and it was hilarious he did that for about four I guess about 40 minutes maybe 30 minutes I guess he did the first round of the set and then it was time for him to bring out the surprise guest so now we're looking at like a little before 11 o'clock around 11 o'clock when we should actually be leaving the show should be done he announces the surprise guest and I'm thinking okay here comes out Kanye then I've also heard rumors that Drake was there this is going to be like the two are going to be reunited on a Toronto stage. It's going to be epic. And I feel really bad saying this because I don't mean any disrespect, but they brought out Cardinal official 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 um, who is sort of the, the start of like the hip hop movement in Toronto. I'm sure he's great and it's no disrespect against him, but he's not Kanye West and he's not Drake. And I was so disappointed. And again, the crowd around me has no idea who the surprise guest was supposed to be. They have no idea of the rumor of who was in the building. It was. And I had, I could tell that most of them were like, this is it. This is the surprise guest. And these, the, the exit, the exit started filling up and people, you know, asking, where do I get my phone? Where can I open my phone? Where do I have to go to open my phone? And they really started leaving. I, not the whole, but I would, not the whole crowd, but I would say probably about 20, 25, 30% of the people there were like, yeah, this wasn't the surprise maybe we were hoping for. So after he was done, of course, um, Dave Chappelle comes back out. He was always on the stage and he finishes off his set with another maybe 20 minutes. Yeah, a little over 20 minutes set, which again was hilarious. So he did probably a little over an hour. Um, set instead of the average 15 minutes that he was doing at other shows and then it was done it was over I w it was done about quarter to 12 which 
when you go to concerts, when you go to shows, that's late. <laughs> that is a late night. Usually they're done by 11 p.m. So quarter to 12 was a late night. And it was done. So when I left, I was sort of thinking, okay, well, I can't tell anybody that I heard that Kanye West wasn't here, uh, was here. I can't say it because they never showed up. So I would look like the, that I maybe misheard or, or the person that told me really didn't made it up. And then sure enough, last night, Drake and Kanye post all over their Instagram that the feud is over, that they've reunited in Toronto. They were at the Dave Chappelle show, partying at Drake's mansion. So they had their party. We got Cardinal at the Dave Chappelle show. So all in all, I thought the he, he didn't really focus on what the, the what the, his controversies were, what people were protesting him for trying to get him canceled. I will say this, Dave Chappelle is not canceled. That audience was on his side and it was about 18,500. And whether you like him or not, I, I don't want to talk about the argument or pro pro free speech and the side of the comedian, but I know people think they're trying to get him canceled. I'm telling you, Dave Chappelle is not canceled. And you know, it was overall, I enjoyed the comedy that he did, the comedy that Jeff Ross did. We could have cut Cardinal. We probably could have cut the DJ, even though he was good, just to save time. And maybe we could have wrapped this up before 11. But all in all, between Adele on Sunday and Dave Chappelle on Monday night, I've been recovering. I've been exhausted. And plus other events that I've had to work as well. So those are the two things that I really wanted to chat about in this episode. However, there's been tons of things going on that I just haven't had the chance to podcast about. So I'm hoping to get those out this week or early next. And as you can imagine, the things on my list that I need to talk about are this Taylor Swift 10 minute video. And if Jake Gyllenhaal and Mandy Gyllenhaal have this red scarf, um, I have watched that 10 minute video a couple times and I have thoughts on it, but, uh, not maybe for this episode for the, for the next one. Um, and also of course the big news, uh, Britney Spears is now free. So that I'm going to dedicate another episode to as a follow up from an episode I did a few months ago when this whole conservatorship started, this going to trial and her telling the judge all the issues started um, so she is now free out of being in this conservatorship of the last 14 years. And already she has posted on Instagram that she's assuming she wants to have a kid. She wants to talk to Oprah. She might want to do more music. Who knows? So that I will have to read in more into and post something shortly on that. And also what I've been watching, I'm a big fan of the Housewife shows it's one of the few reality shows that I do watch regularly is the episode that aired actually when Adele's one night only was airing was the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and Jen Shaw being tracked down by Homeland Security, the police, the New York PD in a strip mall in the middle of nowhere in Salt Lake City, Utah in front of in front of some Botox uh, cosmetic surgery store. So that was amazing. But that is all for this episode. I promise, promise not to take so long in between my next episode. 
Um, because like I just mentioned, we have lots, I have lots I want to discuss. So remember, you can follow me on Twitter at, at Muma the Puma or on Instagram at Muma the Puma podcast. So until next time, take care everyone. And thanks for listening.